was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far. Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to another Cobbacy Evening Fireside podcast. The Braves are in their bunks. The Warriors are almost in their bunks. They're still running around a little bit, running around the post-campfire willies. They're super excited. In general, there are some bugs that got into a cabin. There's a whole hoopla happening down there, but they'll be in their beds soon. The sun has definitely gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Today is August 9th. It is packing day. It is a very special day in many ways, but there is a thread that runs through it, packing day, that I'll address here in a second. Breakfast started at 8. 8.30, all the staff with cars moved their cars out of the parking lot and up to the skeet range to make room for all of our visiting families tomorrow. Camp cleanup from 8.45 to 9.15. Trying to get place looking even more amazing than it normally does. Pick up the occasional chip witch wrapping. Maybe some paper towel that got somewhere somehow. Maybe, just maybe, cleaning up the remnants of a toilet papering. There are a few of those that traded back and forth last couple of nights. Clean up from 9.15 to 10 a.m. And then packing right after breakfast. As soon as cleanup is done. From 10 to 12.30. Packing is a special thing. When the boys get here in the beginning of the session, at the beginning of the session, we unpack for them. We want the boys to have no barrier to connecting with each other right away. So we make sure that that is just taken care of. Counselors unpack, put all their, the boys' clothes in the cubbies, get them all ready for them. And it's a nice way to land. You get off the bus or you get out of the van or the car or the whatever SUV and you go with your backpack down to your bunk. You put down your backpack on your bed with your name on it, and you're off to the races. Not so with packing day. One of the reasons boys come here, or their parents send them at least, is to gain some independence, some autonomy, some responsibility for the the basic machinery of life. So they make their beds, and they clean their cubbies, and they have to take their stuff up to laundry, and then they have to carry it back, and they get to learn the weight of the all their clothes in a bag and they get to see that it's tedious sometimes to untake to take all the stuff out of that bag and put it back into the cubby and then get it dirty and put it back into the bag and take it back to the laundry blah 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 that's all part of the the larger machinery of camp cobbacy and the way in which our boys grow you have to do the occasional bunk chore you have to you get inspected and you get judged and your bunk rises or you know stagnates a little bit based on how well you do that and then by the end it's packing day and that's a process of literally putting everything that's in the bunk all the things that make a bunk your bunk get pulled down pull down that picture of your dog pull down the picture of mom and dad pull down the picture of dad and dad pull down the picture of mom and mom pull down the picture of sisters and brothers pull down the picture of a rainbow over your house 
whatever it is that makes your bunk your area, your special photo of that one vacation, a quote your uncle gave you that sits above the bed, maybe it's a pillow with your favorite team on it, all that stuff gets packed up. Tonight, when they go back after campfire, they're looking at a bunk that is just a building again. It's still got all the fond memories and the fun thoughts that are there. They're going to sleep still happily in that place. But they'll wake up and it'll feel like a box full of beds and not a home yet. Or not a home anymore. And that process is really important. I think it really helps a boy leave a place like Havasi and get ready to come home, get ready to see his family tomorrow. And I think I said this last year, but I have to say another thing about the emotional reality of packing day. It's sad. I'm sad right now. It's sad because we have spent countless hours with your boys, with our boys, and they're going to be gone in a matter of hours. The camp will feel like to us that the bunk feels like to the boy. Feels like just a place not really as lively or as vibrant as it was before. And so what you'll see is that the, as the day progresses, as the, as the packing day begins and it moves on into lunch and then after lunch more packing and cleaning, and then some of the traditions start up, the boys just stand closer to each other. And they, I don't know how many hugs that were just seemed like they were almost an involuntary action I got today. Look down and there's a brave grab, you know, wrapped around my, my leg or... Maybe there's a a boy in council or sachem who just is standing next to me and his shoulder's touching my shoulder, arm touching my arm, just to be close. I think the the tribe of Camp Cavasi knows it's going to fragment and it wants to be close to itself. And so you have all this really cool unconsciousness to it. I think that's a pretty salient feature of Packing Day and one that I sort of look forward to and you know, also is a little tiny bit heartbreaking at the same time. At lunch, the vibe was light. There's a, The edge is gone. Color war is over. Everyone's laughing. There's maybe a few more paper towels wadded up to get chucked across the table at each other. More giggling, but less of a, there's less of a place we're all headed now. It's just sort of a, a hangout. Today, the sachem, as a way of explaining this, the sachem just came into my office. They, just, they knocked. They went to the front. And they got permission by the, the office woman, to, wonderful Yahira, to, to be let back. And there's seven, suddenly there's seven sachem in my office. And they just wanted to talk. They were just literally just hanging out. And then we went out to the my porch and we hung out there and they thought the view was great. And we started talking about all kinds of stuff. They were entreating me to, to move the CIT trip to a new location. Probably not going to do that. But they, were, they weren't even there for that, really. They were just here to giggle and hang out. They just wanted to be in each other's space. And I really love these guys. And I hope the feeling is mutual. And, you know, we just wanted to kick it for a little bit. That kind of thing was happening all over camp today. Didn't exactly speed up packing, but it was still beautiful anyway. Packing went on until 4.15. Everybody went back to their bunks, showered up, put on their one collared shirt. I have three or four. Everybody else has one. And then up to the, to the dining hall and to the triangle for brothers. And brothers is a tradition where people get called out for looking like each other. And there's a couple of really good ones. The surprise one for me was the second place brothers, which was Rafaela Barnum, who is our lovely PAC from Peru, and Leo Aronson, 
who is a former camper, now junior counselor. He's like 6'4". And they do look like siblings. Holy smokes. It's really something. I would never have called it out, but somebody did. But the winners today was, I thought, a really, really good one. And that was Nick Palumbo and Palmer Aviles. A perfect match. Wait till you see the pictures. It's really something they look like. They are in the same nuclear family. Faux show. After Brothers, everybody goes to the Lewis Lee Grove next to the Lewis Lee Center for Chilling and Grilling, and we got our year gifts. There were so many third-year campers, so many fourth-year campers, so many, so many. And then all the way up, fifth years get a really cool jacket, and sixth years get a cool sweatshirt. I got a sweatshirt this year. And it goes on from there. And then all the way up to nine years. We have four people have a nine-year jacket, which means next year, four bricks. That's right. If you're here for 10 years, you get a brick. Goes in the walkway. Immortalized. Just like L.A. After that, a delicious meal. This meal, we had lobster. We had steak. We had half chickens that Lewis then separated into quarters. They were smoked chickens. It was so good. Fresh corn from down the road. Fresh salad from the garden. I saw people eating kale from the garden today. I saw people eating basil as salad today from the garden. Homemade rolls, butter, onion rings, french fries. And for dessert, just like his tradition, we had chip witches. Last year, Luke Boyer said, this is my moment, this is my chipwitch challenge. Opened his chipwitch, flung into the air, ricocheted off a tree, hit him in the forehead, and he caught it. First kid of Kavasi ever to do it. Today, I don't know, 20 people tried it. So many people tried it. Lots of near misses. And then T, a first-year counselor, flips it right into his mouth. Caught it. Another $100. That's two years, two catches. People are starting to, dare I say, catch on. It could be very, very expensive. I may have to make a rule that if you catch it the rest of the year, it's then $50 or something. Maybe not yet, but maybe soon. Then we all saw the slideshow. Just this marvelous slideshow. Tammy, who's sitting across from me, and Katura deserve so much credit. The photos this year have been remarkably good. So many compliments by email. The photos this year are remarkable. Tammy, who's sitting across from me, and Katura deserve so much credit. We've gotten so many compliments. And the kids just went wild for this slideshow. It's like 25 minutes long, 20 minutes long. Songs from Color War, they all sang with them. And such beautiful, beautiful shots. Some of them you've already sent me. I have, many of you have sent me photos that we put up because you're so excited about how they look. I think that's just a, a testament to Katura and a testament to Tammy. I can't say enough about this media team. They're great. And then the campfire. Here's the scene. It's dark. I know that sounds obvious, but most of the time our campfires don't start in the dark. But it's August, and Maine is slowly shifting towards winter, even though I know it's right in the middle of the summer. I get it. But the days used to be warmer, and they used to be longer, and they're not anymore. And so this whole campfire started in the dark. Same time as all the other campfires, it's just dark. All the kids were delightfully playing with their flashlights we had to give them a little flashlight introduction to safety and how not to blind your neighbor and therefore call cause them to fall down they really like that and then a series of awards but also skits and songs and introductions and cheers and chants just like we always do 
I have some really interesting names to tell you because this evening we handed out the Michael Griff Griffin Sportsmanship Award. Sportsmanship is obviously one of our values, and there is no shortage of examples in any single day or any moment of Camp Cobbacy life, but man, there were a lot of examples during Color War. You got to pick somebody, though, as the avatar of sportsmanship for their age group. Braves, Andrew Peaches Kim, called Peaches because he's from Georgia, solid, solid young man, excellent sport, won the Sportsmanship Award. For Warriors, Ian Hoffman won the Warriors Sportsmanship Award, got a big hug from Griff. Council, Jack Hirsch, just a really all-around solid, wonderful guy, his Residential life leadership, as counselors all agree, that was a great selection. And for the station, Will Rosencrantz, Sportsmanship Award winner. There's something called the Nunway Award, the Brotherhood Award, and that went out today too. This is a special award for the boy who is most kind to his friends, makes them his brothers, most likely to contribute positively to a really warm bunk environment, and most likely to reach out to a new boy. Not that common that a new boy would get it, but David Lopez for the Braves got the Brotherhood Award, and he was beaming. Warriors, little brother to the guy who caught the chip witch last year, Leo Boyer, has really come into his own this year and become a really powerful force for good in the bunk, and so he gets it for the Warriors. And Ari Strelitz from Florida, council boy, really great choice for the council group, also won it. And for Sachem. A man who only needs two syllables, Waco. He goes by Waco. His real name is Joaquin Vera. Those are the award winners. It's an interesting thing to watch the moon rise on this evening. I pointed it out to the boys. Pointed out that Jupiter was next to the moon. And there's a little cloud cover. It was gorgeous. The wolf pines rising above us. I reminded them that this is their camp. And they spent the time at it well. I told them what I just said earlier is that a 10-year-old turns into a 16-year-old pretty fast around here, even though each individual day seems like it's taking forever. The weeks go by in a second, and the years, they just tick by like, I don't know, like one of those movies with the calendar getting ripped off. A lot of these sachem I've known since they were boys, little boys. Scared, on couches, nervous about going to camp. One of the boys I'm not going to name told the whole camp tonight during his you know each sachem gets to say their own personal memory and their own personal wish his memory was that when he was 10 he was really homesick and he really missed home and he wanted to be home and he was not sure he was going to stay for the whole three and a half weeks and wouldn't you know it jake haspel i think a junior counselor at the time took him aside and talked to him for a couple hours just him this 10 year old and jake haspel is probably 17 told him all about color war why it was important why it was so great, how he's going to change if he did it. And man, did Jake just deliver the mail that day because that same guy became a major leader in his bunk and on camp and just a really important member of our community. And he said as much today. I don't have to tell you, Cobbacy families, that your boys are growing up real fast, faster sometimes than probably you would like. But it is such an honor to have them with us. I'm just excited to see everybody tomorrow, show you our beautiful place, let you walk around in this place set apart and watch the boys just jibber-jabber with excitement about all the things that happened to them. And so ends another wonderful, wonderful season at Camp Cobbacy for Boys, a place set apart. 
For one more time, your boys will go to sleep with good counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Until we meet again.